Log Talk Radio. Structures here at Restoring Grace, and we are doing a dual program tonight. We're on Blog Talk Radio live, and we're also recording on Ustream TV. This will be one of our first episodes that we'll be posting on the video line. What I want to talk to you tonight is found in, in our Zohar and 15 studies, in Zohar volume 16. This is the portion Kedoshim, paragraph 14, pages number 57, if you happen to have a Zohar with you. And we're going to be reading verses 84, 85, and 86. This is a very important concept that's taught throughout the, all throughout the scriptures. Uh, it has to do with not holding back your hand. I want to say that again, not holding back your hand. What that means is when there is good that you can do, do it. When you have enough that you can share, share it. If it's a word of encouragement, uh, the, the Torah, the scriptures talk about it in many different ways. It's not just a financial part, although it can be a financial part. It can be many different ways. So I want to read to you. Uh, what the rabbis and sages have to say here about this. Now, they're going to be talking about it from the idea of somebody who comes in and they work for you for a day and paying them their wage that night and why that's important. So we're going to start here in verse number 84. Rabbi Elazar continued, You shall not defraud your neighbor, nor rob him of the wages that he has hired, uh, not, shall not abide with you all night until the morning. This is Leviticus 13. He questions, the wages of him that is hired shall not abide with you all night. And he answers, This is understood from another verse, and his day you shall give him his hire. Neither shall the sun go down upon it, for he is poor and he sets his heart upon you. Deut- Deuteronomy 24.15 The words, Neither shall the sun go down upon it, mean, Be warned not to gather from this world because of him, before it is your time to be gathered, as the verse says, Before the sun darkened, uh, in Proverbs 12.2. This verse hints at the demise of man. From here I learned another thing, that in the case of he who satisfies a poor man's soul, even when the time comes for his demise, the Holy One, blessed be he, satisfies his soul and lengthens his life. What is the problem with withholding wages? Why why is it that we're being told here, no, we don't do that. It's not something that we want to make sure that we don't do. The Torah is littered with this concept. It talks about phrases such as, shall not abide with you um, all night, neither shall the sun go down, before the sun has darkened. It talks about making sure that if somebody has come in and earned it, we should give it to them. And we'll talk a little bit more in just a couple of minutes about what the importance of that is and why that's important. But I want to ask you a question. What are you holding back? What are you holding back? What are you holding on to so tightly that you won't let it go? Maybe you're afraid that someday if you let it go, you won't have any. Maybe you're concerned that uh, it'd be embarrassing or difficult for you to do these things. What are you holding back? As we'll see, the Zohar is, gonna, is relating this to more than just money. We, you and I, are spiritually and personally, we, we have, let me back up. We have spiritually and personally excused ourselves out of the sharing business. We just walked away from the sharing business. Maybe you think it's because it's too much, 
and it's too overwhelming, and you can't do enough good. Maybe it's because, whatever reason it may be, we've excused ourselves from this business. And we've given up on the idea that sharing makes a difference. When you were created, you were created as a vessel. You were created as a vessel that God was going to share himself with. The creator says that there's a part of him in you, a soul, if you please. And that soul is a container for the light of the creator. It's a container for the goodness of God in each one of us as human beings. And as God's number one desire was to share himself in us, then being his followers, being followers of Jesus, means that we would be willing to share ourselves and what God has done in our lives with others. That would be it. That would be the purpose of it. Sharing is the only certainty. I want you to listen carefully to this next statement that I'm going to make because it's difficult to hear. Sharing is the only certainty that is an evidence of your faith. That's how important sharing is to everything you do. Sharing is giving your time. Sharing is sharing a meal. Sharing is loaning someone a pencil. Sharing is running into somebody who's in a bind and loaning them a couple dollars or whatever you need to do. And I know what you might do. You say, oh, you can't do that. See, because every time you do that, what happens is some crackhead's going to go buy more crack. First of all, no crackhead's going to go buy crack on $2.50. But that's not really the point. The point is the intention, the kavanah of your heart, not the outcome or the desire. Now, do I believe in responsible giving? Yeah. Do I think that there's agencies out there that we can support that are excellent at what they do. Yes, I'm in all the way, and I totally understand what you're saying. But I'm talking about what about the chance to do some incidentals? What about the chance to, to do some incidentals? And why is this so important? It's interesting. One of the rabbis quotes Deuteronomy chapter 24, verse 15, where it says that he's poor. This person working for a wage. Now remember, in this day and age, when this was happening, this wage could have something been, been something as simple as a loaf of bread or some meat or something along that kind of line uh, for him to be able to just go home to his family and just have something to eat, just have something to share. We're going to take a quick 40-second commercial, and we'll be right back after this break. Looking for something different at your next retreat, Bible study, or weekend seminar? Restoring Grace could be the answer for you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support, encourage, and minister in many churches across the country. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Or you can call 719-233-6265. 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event. I don't know if you guys heard that or not. But Restoring Grace does do events for churches. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com or again call at 719-233-6265. Why is it important? Because the poor, according to Deuteronomy 24:17, has set his heart on us. There are people right now who are out there that are going without. They are living without electricity. They're cold. And, and this isn't to blame. This isn't about a political agenda because Jesus said the poor are always going to be with us. What it is, is that there are people out there who still have. I mean, what makes somebody get up every morning and think to themselves, my situation's a mess and my life is a mess and I'm going to go to work and everything I'm going to do today is going to be spent. What's the hope for them? Their hope is that there's people out there that are the people of God, that care enough to share, that care enough to give. They have hope in us and they're placing their hope that someone will walk up and say, I, I see you. I, I see what you're going through. 
I see that you're a great person who's had some very difficult breaks in life. And is, and all I have to do is validate that and encourage it and say that it's real and reach out to those people because their heart is set on the idea that there could be help for them. People may believe in God. They may pray to God. But at the end of the day, they're counting on us. I want to say that again because it's a tough statement to hear. People, they may believe in God. They may pray to God. But in the end, they're counting on us. They're counting on you to be kind. They're counting on you to share. Here in the city of Colorado Springs, where I live, they're passing an ordinance. It's going to be, if you get caught handing, uh, uh, they call them panhandlers. Never seen a guy with a pan yet. If you get caught handing money to a panhandler, you'll be cited. They'll write you a citation. And I'm thinking we've got more important crime going on than arresting the guy who's helping somebody, but maybe I'm wrong about it. You see, we keep talking about God come do this, God come do this, God come do this, Jesus come do this, Jesus come do that, not realizing that the whole point of why we're here is to be Jesus to these people. Not, we're not Jesus, but we're to be Jesus to them. Christians today, people today, are looking for a Christianity that looks like Jesus instead of it looking like a church. And that includes sharing. That includes giving. We are all, we are all that many people will ever know or understand about God. People don't want to hear a sermon. They want to see one. People don't want to hear a sermon. They want to see one. And we mean the only thing that they see. And not only does their soul benefit from our contribution, from our kindness. And by the way, we're not just talking about handing somebody five bucks and saying, okay, go in peace. I'm talking about kind words. I'm talking about investing your time. I'm talking about calling somebody who's down. I'm talking about befriending somebody who's been disenfranchised from the world. When we satisfy a poor man's soul, when we satisfy his soul, we also satisfy our own. Let me read verse number 85. Again, from Parsha Kodashim. The wages of him that is hired shall not abide with you all night. Come and behold, taking the wage of the poor is tantamount to taking his life. Wow. And the life of his household. He shortens his life. And the Holy One, blessed be he, will shorten his days and lessen his life from that world. For all the breaths, this is not deep and powerful, this is, all the breaths that are emitted from the mouth of the poor man will ascend before the Holy One, blessed be He, and stand before Him. When people go without basic needs like food and water, basic needs like love and respect too, when they go without, it shortens their, it shortens their lives. It is a tragedy. It is a tragedy that people die daily from lack of food, water, and simple medical needs. It's a tragedy. But the breath of these people, according to the rabbis and sages, Rabbi Elazar says that the breath of these people that are suffering rises to the throne room. It rises to God, to Hashem. And Hashem, in turn, looks to the world to see, where are my servants? Who can help uh, Bob? Who can help Karen? Who can help Thomas? Who can be the person that is there to help them? If we really could look and see that the breath of these people that are suffering, the breath of the people who are lonely, disenfranchised, that are hungry, that have medical needs, God bless us today 
that everyone can have medical insurance, that everyone can get healthy. God bless the day that that happened. That the sound of that, the breath of that person suffering goes up there to the king, and the king looks down upon the servants and says, who'll be there to help them? Let me read verse 86. In addition to this, his soul will not ascend. That is what Rabbi Abba said. Merciful one, save us from them and from their shame. We've established that even if he's rich, he must not keep his wage overnight and because he sets his heart, or literally his soul, upon you. Literally meaning of any man, and most so of the poor. That is what Rabbi Humanah did when the workman was departing after work. He would give him his wage and say, take back your soul that you deposit with me. Take back your security. When people are coming to us, when people are working for us, when people are in our care, it is like when they come to make initial contact with us, it's like they're handing their soul to us. It's not money. It's not just about food that's their need. It's a need that is on the soul level. When they come to work, when they come to us for advice, when they come to us for help, they're handing us our soul and asking us to hold it. What is a soul? It means many different things in many different religious groups, but something to think about is this. A soul is their integrity. It's their validation. It's their connection to humanity. It's their existence. It's their dignity. Verse number 86 or 87 even if the worker says, let my wage remain in your hand, I do not want to receive my wage. Don't agree to do it. The deposit of your body is not proper to leave with me. All the more to deposit your soul. He replied, even the hand of his employer, he may deposit. Maybe he's paid his wage in his hand. Even if they come back to you and they say, well, here, just, just hang on to this problem for me for a while. Hang on to this for a while. Go ahead and hang on to it. The answer is no. The answer is absolutely no. Why? Why not do that? Because the soul only to God. It only belongs to the Holy One, blessed be He. And we help restore people's souls. We help restore their integrity. We help restore their dignity, their existence, and their validation by helping to build the person up, by helping them take the responsibility in their lives. We're here to help you and to guide you. God will carry you. My name is David Fournier. I'm one of the senior instructors here at Restoring Grace. Thank you so much for joining me on this double edition, Ustream and Blog Talk Radio of Zora, Zohar and 15. I look back forward to being back with you guys next week as we study more on the Zohar.